What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Temple Tea. I'm super excited. I'm here with Sydney Pope today. So this episode has been planned for like ever a while. We finally got it scheduled, but Sydney yeah. Pope was like, why am I not on the podcast? <laughs> I've been looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. So this is going to be super exciting. So Sydney, go ahead and introduce yourself for everybody. So hi, everybody. I am Sydney Pope. I'm 23 years old. I am a graduate of UNC Chapel Hill, but I started doing shows here at the Temple Theater in 2010. Gee, how, wait, so how old were you? I was 10. 10. Oh my yeah. gosh. So we started about so, the same time age-wise. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, this is my 14th summer here at 14th. the Temple Theater. 14 years in a row. What was your first show? The Jungle Book. Oh, I was a little monkey in the so ensemble. Cute. Yeah. I love that. Were you terrified <laughs> your first year? I was actually so excited. Uh-huh. So this is my fun little story. Um, my mom found out about the temple through mm-hmm. somebody and she brought it up to me. It was after school one day. My mom worked at the elementary school I went mm-hmm. to. So she brought me into her office at the end of the day. And she was like, I've heard about this uh, theater camp. And she was, she said, they're doing the jungle book this year. Is that mm-hmm. something you want to do? And I remember looking at her and saying, I don't want to crawl across the stage like an animal. <laughs> and she was like, well, I'm sure it'll make you do that. <laughs> so, so I said, okay, well maybe it's something I'll try out. Cause I danced right. before. And I mean, I loved being on stage. So she signed me up for it and I fell in love with it. Yeah. I think that's everybody's story. You're like, I think my, me too. Like my first summer, I was like, I'm a singer. Mm-hmm. So that I've never acted before. I've never done this. And I was so, I don't forget, I was so humiliated because at that time I had to jump on somebody's back and uh-huh. ride him like a, a broom. <laughs> and I was like, I'm too big. I can't. He was like really tall and skinny. Yeah. And Tom Dalton was like, Get it on his back. Uh, he was just like yelling at me. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And I did it. And it was so crazy. But then after that, it was like a fire. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll never 100%. do anything different. Yeah. So that's exciting. Okay. So 14 summers. Do you remember all your shows from 14 summers? I do. You want me to run? Yes. Those? Okay. So the first summer I started with the Jungle Book. Jungle Book. And I was a monkey. Number two was Alice in Wonderland. Oh. And I was the Joker. Love that. That was the first time we did the show here. Uh-huh. Then we did Treasure Island. Uh-huh. Uh After that was Ella. Mm-hmm. That was Peggy Sue. Peggy Sue? Yes. Uh, and after Ella was Aristocats, mm-hmm. and I was Mad Cat. Then it was Little Mermaid, and I was one of Ursula's tentacles. Ooh, I that love was really that. fun. After Little Mermaid was Susicle. Uh-huh. Then Wizard of Oz. I was the wizard. And Susicle, I was the purple bird girl. Uh, then my senior show was Aladdin and mm-hmm. I was Jafar. Love that. Those were all the main conservatories. And then at some point I started doing the Shakespeare shows. So I did uh-huh. Tempest. Then I did As You Like It. Then I did Hamlet. Mm-hmm. Then Midsummer, Twelfth Night, As You Like It Again. <laughs> and then Romeo and Juliet. And then I wasn't in it this year, but that was okay. I know that was so <laughs> odd. I was just really like, weird. Well, you have to tell the story about how you've ended up in so many Shakespeare shows. Okay. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, the Tempest I did when I was 14, that was my first time, uh, ever doing a Shakespeare show mm-hmm. and I just loved it. Yeah. And so I started doing it summer well, after summer. You're a, you're a book lover. I am a hundred percent. I read constantly yeah. and Shakespeare, there's just something about the language that yeah. I love so much and reading it and trying to figure out what they're saying like that mm-hmm. it's, it's good on my brain yeah i enjoy it, it. feels like a teaser exactly like yeah, exactly like i love to challenge myself and reading right. i love it so i started doing those and then i eventually aged out so mm-hmm. midsummer was my senior camp mm-hmm. but i was still an intern and so through the summers we didn't always have a lot of kids do shakespeare mm-hmm. so if we had open spots then the interns would fill in right so i did uh three shows i think as an intern and then, of course, as 
Patrick discovered, hey, we don't have a lot of boys in the camp. Uh-huh. Let's throw Sydney Pope in a wig and make great. her play guy characters. And so I did that two summers in a row. Yeah. And I discovered a new talent for myself. Yeah. So if y'all ever need somebody to play the male Shakespeare <laughs> lead, y'all hit me up. I that was do so it. great. <laughs> I, I still have pictures on my phone from that. Mm-hmm. And I was like looking back and I was like, that does not look like Sydney Oh my God. All. I look like my brother. Well, yeah, 100%. You do. You I have do. a picture on my phone because... <laughs> for everyone i have a lot of hair but um we got it all up into a wig cap and so i had these little boyish wigs and then a little mustache mm-hmm. drawn across my upper lip so i have pictures of me posing in the back <laughs> <laughs> that i sent to my friends that was hilarious yeah, it was really fun and then yeah and then this summer i was i was really thinking you were gonna be you were gonna have to do it yeah because i thought we weren't gonna have enough people mm-hmm. and then sure enough we had like everybody what, so many people yes people 16 Shakespeare? kids in Shakespeare and they did such an amazing job they did such they a didn't job. need me yeah last summer I wasn't supposed to be in it either but no. somebody got sick like the day before right so like Sydney you're in yeah but they didn't have to do that this time I was ready though yeah if any of them would have if any of them would have came in like <laughs> oh I don't feel good I would have been ready. I'm ready <laughs> Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, wanted to take a break from the podcast and just apologize for the audio quality. Um, We got new microphones. We were super excited about it. We got new lapel mics and uh, we did like a little test clip and it sounded okay, but apparently um, it just for the full length of the recording, it just kind of muffled the audio. So I apologize. But being that Sydney has now moved to Wilmington, it would be almost impossible to re-record this episode. And it's so good. So I wanted to go ahead and get it out. But I hope you guys will hang in for the the not super great audio quality, especially on my microphone. It's just very, um, it's just very kind of staticky. So I wanted to apologize for that, but uh, I hope you'll still tune in and listen because this is just such a great episode and we're just so proud of Sydney. So um, my apologies in advance, but the audio will be back to normal for our next episode. Again, my apologies. I love to dance. That was definitely my first love that got me into theater was the dancing aspect of it. So there's always like such a special place in my heart for musicals. Mm -hmm. But as I've gotten older, I've just found such a niche for myself in yeah. Shakespeare. I enjoy it so much. Mm-hmm. But then also, we just did Unnecessary Farce. And that right. was a play that wasn't musicals. But then it also wasn't Shakespeare. Right. I think it all feeds into each other. Yeah. Uh, Shakespeare is just like an elevated form of performance. But the, the acting, the performance, they're all they're all feeding into each other. And I like all of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you talked about dance. So you're actually choreographing this summer i am how many years have you done choreography here Ooh, okay so my first big thing that i choreographed here was the first conservatory of frozen in the summer oh, of 2019 wow. um and then i was the assistant choreographer for two more years after that and i choreographed the second conservatory of treasure island when mm-hmm. we did it in 2021 i believe mm-hmm. um and then my first summer full summer as the head choreographer was last summer when mm-hmm. we did Music Man, Bye Bye Birdie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does that fit in? To, so you've been here for a, a while. Yeah. But your roles have kind of transitioned. So you're mm-hmm. on stage, you're off stage, you're behind the scenes. Yes. That kind of thing. So maybe talk a little bit about your journey through discovering all those different aspects and loves and like how they fit into your whole performance aspect. Yes. So I started as a performer and the first things I ever did here, I was ensemble. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely just dancing, kind of no lines or anything. And then I didn't start getting big speaking roles until Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. And I really found like 
acting. Right. That's that's another aspect of theater that I love. Right. Besides just the dance part of it. When I turned, I think I was 16 in 2016, mm-hmm. I started interning. Mm-hmm. So I would do the first conservatory and then I would come back for the remainder of the summer and help out. Um, and that was really interesting because that was like my job that I did right. during high school. I would come here and I would volunteer and get those experiences, mm-hmm. you know, uh, working concessions right. or cleaning out any like the costume shop. We right. did that one summer. And so just learning all the different parts of theater that there are, yeah. not just on stage. Like it takes so much to make it a does. show happen. It does. Um, and I started learning that when I was in high school. And then as I got older, having the responsibility of teaching these kids, that's mm-hmm. something, oh my gosh, it's so, it's so humbling. And um, I'm so honored to be able to do it because as a kid, I looked up to all of the people that oh, yeah. taught me and mm-hmm. I learned so much. And to think that now I'm in a position where I can teach the kids that come Isn't here that now. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and the thing I love about your teaching too is so I'm not a trained anything. Like I'm not trained vocally. I'm not trained as an actor. Like we didn't have all the academies mm-hmm. when I was growing up. I think they started adding those as years and years yeah. went by. But like we didn't have things like that. We like did a Brecht on Brecht camp mm-hmm. once, but that was like the most depressing three weeks of my <laughs> life because it's Brecht on Brecht. Yeah. But, um, you know, so. I like I relied on people like Peggy Taphorn, mm-hmm. who is very similar in the way that you guys teach dance because you watched her do it. And Absolutely. Learned from that. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that I love, because for people like me who are not classically trained and don't know how to pirouette perfectly mm-hmm. or whatever, <laughs> um, it's easy for her to say hand two, three, four, yes. this, blah, blah, you know, and then I remember as I'm dancing, I'm like, no, it's supposed to be left one, two, three, four, yeah. you know, because you're thinking about the music. Mm-hmm. So I love that. And I love I've watched you with the kids this summer. You yeah. can tell because they're going, OK, one, two, uh-huh. <laughs> and you can hear in, in your the music. Exactly. Work, Which yeah. makes it I think it's a really unique teaching style mm-hmm. because you have to you have, you know, these summer camps. Yeah. You have kids who have never, never done, ever done anything mm-hmm. before. And then you have other kids that take dance three times a week yep. and they're, you know, enacting classes here with us and they take tap and they do mm-hmm. jazz and they whatever. And so you have to be able to teach to an entire room. So like maybe talk about how you break that down and how you're able to like, you know, distinguish between who are your advanced students mm-hmm. and what to do with them so they're not bored. Yeah. But then also how to make it inclusive for people who have never done this before. Absolutely. <laughs> so this camp that we're doing right now is a great example of the second conservatory mm-hmm. of Finding Nemo. Um, a lot of kids are, this is the first time they've ever been on stage right. before. Like not just, oh, this is the first time they've done a theater camp. No, they've like never done anything right. like this before. So being able to have them come in on the first day, some some kids are a little nervous, right. but we always tell them like, you're in the show. It's going to be okay. We're just right. trying to, uh, the first day is all about meeting the kids, figuring yep. out where they're at level wise. And then we play them where they would best fit in mm-hmm. the in the overall picture of the show right um so it's just a matter of being very patient with all the kids mm-hmm. and keeping in mind that this can be stressful but the right. main goal is that we want them to all have fun right so i always like to have certain numbers in the show that are a little bit more difficult um technique wise right and then also have numbers that are a lot more inclusive they're very simple everybody can do them but that way you have something that will, like you said, keep the higher levels a little bit more challenged right. and then keep the kids who have never done anything before just comfortable in what right. they're doing. Because that's the main thing is we want them to be comfortable and excited to be on stage. Exactly. We want exactly. everything to look good. And we're never going to put them out there to make them feel uncomfortable or 
we always want to work with them and make sure that they're having a great time. Right. And that they don't feel unprepared. They're like, oh my gosh, exactly. I'll never forget. <laughs> Peggy was trying to teach me to tap one time. Uh-huh, and she uh-huh. was like, dad, gum it, Raven. We're going to do this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying you cast me knowing good and well, these two feet don't tap. There you go. And so, but she worked with me and mm-hmm. I didn't go out there feeling like I'm not a tap dancer. Yeah. I was like, I can shuffle step. There you, you go. Know? And so like, I've always have felt like we do that really well in the yes. summer, not to like tutor. Or no, I but I really think that we do a good job here because you have teachers like you, you've been around, you know, the theater, you know how it goes. You've also been on the other side. You've been in summer camps, so yes. you know, those first day jitters, everybody's mm-hmm. a little bit nervous. I was so nervous the first day, um, taking pictures. Cause I was like, oh, all yeah. right, red side. And they were just like, <laughs> they're quiet. And I was like, okay, I'm a little nervous, but yeah. y'all are going to be fine. And now they're all, you know, doing run through and they're like, oh, I got it. I know they're where my part is. It. I'm ready to go. I've got yes. my lines. And I love that transformation. Mm-hmm. I love going from like looking at first day photos to the kid that you're like, mm, I'm a little nervous. They're so quiet. Exactly. Kinda, and then, yeah. And then you get to show day and you're like, that's the same kid. Yeah. And it, it, this is what we talked about a little bit with the interns last year time we did the podcast was like, you're telling a story on stage, yes. but the, the story that I love the most is a story that you're watching of these kids' lives because they're not just learning how to move on stage or how to talk or whatever. They're learning to be more confident individuals. Uh-huh. They're learning how to communicate needs. Yes. You know, they're learning how to ask for what they need, but they're also learning how to take direction and they're learning how to sit still and mm-hmm. be quiet when it's time to be quiet, you know, which are all things that are going to help them when they go back to school yes. or whatever field that they end up in and a big part of theater is the community of it yeah working in a group absolutely understanding how everybody has a role to play Mm -hmm. and you need to carry your weight in order to make everything look the way it needs to in the end yeah and they also make friends yeah that's something that makes me so happy because some of the friends that I made growing up are still my friends to this exactly. day that I met in this program. Yeah. And so to be able to see the first stages of the friendships know, happen right? when they're crazy? all at their lunch and they're eating their yeah. little snacks and somebody asks, oh, hey, do you want to come sit with us? And then they make little bonds. Yeah. I love to watch that from the side because I, I remember being there and mm-hmm. making those friendships when I was their age. Yeah. And it's just so special. And you were actually a Temple Teen. I was a Temple Teen, yes. So what years did were you a Temple Teen? I was a Temple Teen from 2014 to 2018. So uh-huh. when I was in high school, I was a Temple Teen. Um, that was It was definitely an experience. My first color was a coral shirt color. <laughs> I have a thing about shirts, guys. This you is, don't love our orange shirt for well, the summer? <laughs> yeah. We it's have so orange shirts for the summer. It's so And great. it's fantastic. That's uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Well... Yeah, so I remember the Temple Teens by the years of the colors of, of the shirts. Of the shirts. Okay. Um, I started with coral. It was it was a little intimidating to begin with. Yeah. Because being a Temple Teen, you're an ambassador of the theater. So right. you are representative of the programs and the what you learned here. I have such an attachment to this theater. So when yeah. I became a Temple Teen, I wanted to do my absolute best. Right. I, I wanted to be a, a really good representation of everything that we do here. Exactly. Um, so I remember the, I think the first opening night we did was for like Ring of Fire or something, the Johnny Cash. Yeah. I was so nervous. I was so <laughs> nervous. And you had been on stage at that I point. I had been on stage <laughs> so many times. I was like, why am I freaking out over right. this? Um, but it's, there's something, there's something to it about being with your peers, yeah. being the same age group and you're all going through the same thing. I, I had some friends that were really instrumental and, in, you know, helping me not be so scared anymore because yeah. there is a, there, there's a different part to it 
in so much that that was a lot more focused on singing. And right. that's definitely something that I had not a lot of confidence in growing up. Right. I was definitely dance and acting like those were my two things. But I was really trying to push myself doing Temple Teens yeah. and, you know, work on just standing and singing in front mm-hmm. of a microphone. Um, and, and so making friends that helped me support me and make me less nervous. That's yeah. something I remember about that. Now, did y'all ever have uh, Temple feuds, Temple Teen feuds? Uh, there's never drama at the theater. No. Well, well here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> Teenagers, any kind of teenager you ever meet, yeah. they're going to have drama. Don't That's drama. just what teenagers Yeah. Do. Everybody wants to date the same boy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and then you're my like, God. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> well, so... The other thing about it was so many of us, hmm, Sanford's a small town, right? Yes, it is. Well, we, you're from Broadway. I'm which from is Broadway, smaller, which is an even smaller right, town. Stop, don't y'all have a, uh, what's it called? A caution we light? We have one caution light in Broadway. Not even a Y'all, I love Broadway. Don't even, <laughs> I love Broadway. We have one caution light. We've got a really good Mexican restaurant oh, in the so Broadway, good. though. They so. make the best margaritas. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I'm 23, so I can tell you <laughs> that I love their margaritas. But back when I was saying about the teenagers, because it's such a small town, we yeah. were around each other all the time. All the time. So if we ever had drama, it was just because we were together 24-7. Yeah. We went to school together. Yep. We were here doing rehearsals together. So yeah. if there was ever drama, it was just like, oh my gosh, can I go home and yeah. be away from these people? It's like siblings. Bit? It's exactly. like you're you're constantly together. I'll, I'll never forget that because the fortunate thing was... By the time I was in high school, we finally had two high schools. Uh-huh. And so you got a little bit of a break because yeah. some people went to Southern, some people went to Lee Senior. And then we had, I think when I was doing it, we had a couple people ca- that came from Stars and oh, Southern okay. Pines. Yeah. So like we didn't even see them, mm-hmm. which was fine. Or Union Pines was like. A yeah, a little bit out of yeah, the way. Yeah. And so like it was, not, we weren't totally together, but our rehearsals were every day oh, wow. from like yeah. four to 10 or something crazy. And we were always here. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there was a show going on, we were always here. Yes. And see, we didn't do opening nights oh, back okay. then. Like we, we didn't, just did outside. Yeah. We, we were constantly somewhere performing, yeah. you know, we did benefit dinners and, you know, and the thing I love about the Temple Teens is it's never been a cost to have mm-hmm. the Temple Teens come. Like the, the Temple Teens aren't like, having a super fat bank account no, 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 no. <laughs> it's literally like it's bring a our equipment and we'll go see yeah, somewhere we, we yeah provide a benefit to the community and so but we were always always together and mm-hmm. patrick can even tell you like we were talking about this i used to have this little i called it the batmobile <laughs> because it was like this 93 ford probe stick shift it was garbage uh-huh. but the lights came up like the batmobile Ooh, cool. <laughs> and all the temple teas were like oh my god you and so we would, like get in the car and like drive the cookout like yeah. before rehearsals or like drive across the corner to java uh-huh. or something um but like we were we were tight i, I told somebody we were tight like butt cheeks yeah. like it was you're always <laughs> there together you go. that's the same yeah it was always together so Temple teens. Mm-hmm, and now mm-hmm. we have a new batch of Temple teens that are going to start We singing. do. They are yeah. so talented. The thing over the years, as I've watched them, they've definitely become more of a like performance troupe. Oh, yeah. They do it all. They act. They dance. They sing. Yeah. Uh, their, their performances in front of the opening nights, if you never come and seen the Temple teens, They're y'all so really good. need to come see them. Yeah. I think sometimes our opening nights are so sold out because people come oh, to see gosh, the yes. Temple teens. Gotta come support. Yeah, you have to, which is so fun. But Okay, um, so we talked about your temple timeline. Mm-hmm. We talked about your temple teens. Let's talk about your college experience. Ooh, okay. Yes, I went to Carolina. I uh-huh. went to UNC Chapel Hill. I had never planned on going to Carolina. 
Um, my whole life, I thought I was going to go to a different school. And I was actually doing Christmas care all my senior year of high school. And all the college admission stuff, like mm-hmm. the early college admissions were coming out. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know. Um, I was I was so excited. And then I found out that the college I always thought I was going to go to didn't work out. Aww. And so, but I was in Christmas Carol. So my fun story is that some of my friends the next day when I came in to do the student matinee performances, they bought me little candy Aww. and had little stuff waiting for me at my station to cheer me up. That's so sweet. Yeah. So that was, I remember that. Um, so I went to care. I ended up going to Carolina. I went for theater. So I graduated with a double major in dramatic arts and communications. Mm-hmm. And I also have a minor in writing for the screen and stage. And it was really interesting because freshman year, it was a, it was a really big transition for me because I was talking about Sanford being a small town, these temple teens, you grow up, you're with each other all the time. When I went to college, I kind of got worried that I didn't know how to make friends. Yeah. Because all a lot of the friends that I had had were I was around them all the time. Like I had met them through theater or through school and we were just together and that was how we worked. And so I was in this really big environment and I just didn't know how to talk to people because Mm -hmm. at college, you don't see people all the time. You have a class Tuesday, Thursday, and then you're only together for like an hour and a half and then you don't see each other again. Right. Um, So it takes so much more work to like make friendships and relationships. Right. But my second semester at Carolina, I auditioned for a Shakespeare show. And I got in it. Yes, that was like my that was my touchstone to getting into the theater department up at Carolina was there was a Shakespeare show. And I thought to myself, there's anything I'm going to do here to get me started. It needs to be a Shakespeare show because that is where I feel confident. Right. I know what I can do. So I went in. I auditioned. Nobody knew me um, because I was a freshman. Right. And I got cast uh, as the role of Paris. So we did um, Romeo and Juliet, but we gender flipped it. Oh, wow. So how did we do this? All of Romeo's lines were the same, but it was played by a girl and she was called Juliet. So they were just flipped. So I played Paris, who Uh was the one that they're trying to marry to Juliet. Right. But then Juliet, like the Juliet character was really Romeo, was played by a guy. Um, So it was a really, really cool experience. Uh, The the show was directed by Jenny Latimer, who at the time was a graduate student in the Playmakers Mm -hmm. program. Because I, I did the show through Keenan Theater Company mm-hmm. and the way that, uh, student, that, that theater group works is the, uh, production team is made up of the graduate students from oh, the cool. Playmakers program. So you are learning from the adults that are also there, you know, working on their craft. And so I definitely learned a lot from that, mm-hmm. the, between the rehearsal process that it was different from the way we had done it here at Temple. So if I had ever done a main stage show here, you know, before you start the process, we kind of been given schedules of right. the overview, like, oh, this week we think we're going to do blah, 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 these scenes, this number, whatever. At Carolina, when I was doing the Shakespeare show, we got emails the night before about, hey, this is what you're going to be doing tomorrow afternoon. Oh, so it was wow. like hard to plan things, right? Which right. was very interesting from being a freshman at college and like having classes the next day, trying to work on homework. It was a lot to balance, but I survived. It's always weird to like look back on it now and think college was something my whole life I had been looking forward to. And now I'm on the other side of it. And I'm thinking like, whoa, I spent so much years looking forward to that. And now I I did it. Yeah. And I survived it. Well, and like, that's a big thing, too, is like, I'm sure you had a much better starting point than if you were somebody that had not had all these after school activities and, and curriculum and all that, because you had to learn, like at least for us when we were doing it 
you always had a show that you were in, mm -hmm. or you always had something that you're preparing for. And so it was like trying to figure out, okay, well, I have show choir this day, and then oh, I have theater yes. at school this day, and I have this. And so like going to college, you probably were like, I was a freaking temple team. Yes. Like, I got so, this. Here's <laughs> the deal. Throwing it back to high school for a second. I know we were talking about college, yeah. but my junior year of high school, I took calculus, AP calculus all year long. Oh, God. And I did Footloose and I did Christmas Carol. I'm pretty sure that was all in my junior year. You were a but I can for remember, punishment. Oh my gosh. I was doing all of that. <sighs> I was doing shows at the high school because oh, my junior year, I choreographed Schoolhouse Rock mm -hmm. at the high school. And I was doing a class play at the same time. And I was taking dance with Renee Vick. So tap classes every week. I had so much stuff going on, but I can remember being in rehearsals for Christmas Carol and sitting on the floor in the theater when it was on my five minute break with my textbooks out oh, trying to get my calculus homework done in the middle of the theater. And I mean, it, it, you have to, you have to, they're not sacrifices. That's not the right word, but you have to, there's a give and take. Yeah. I love to perform. And so I did whatever I had to do to yeah. be able to perform. Yeah. If that meant staying up after rehearsal till one o'clock, trying to get the homework done mm -hmm. that I needed to do, then that's what I did because I knew that I couldn't sacrifice school for performing. Yeah. And I just needed to make it work to, to keep both of them up at the level that I knew that they needed to be. Yeah. Uh, and so that taught me how to time manage and how to just be determined to the point where I know what I need to get done. So exactly. I just got to put my head down and do it. Exactly. And when I went to college, going in as a freshman, it's so overwhelming, you know, being yep. away from home. And I had all this schoolwork, you know, figuring out your schedule. And then in addition, doing the Shakespeare show that I was able to be cast in, mm -hmm. I just, I knew from my experience in high school, being here, doing things at school, mm -hmm. I knew how to, I knew how to balance all of that. Right. And so that definitely helped me. Yeah. Um, my sophomore year, I did a, with a different theater company at Carolina. So the way Carolina works is I told you that the Keenan Theater Company mm -hmm. is the production team is run by the graduate students. Mm -hmm. All the other camp campus theater groups are all student-led oh cool so i met wait people. so they have more than there's there's have? more oh my gosh i couldn't even count they're off the top of my head the big ones are keenan theater company pauper players i believe they do only musicals company carolina uh there's lab theater they do a lot of like new plays experimental oh, plays cool. yeah so there's there's so many different student theater companies but um the people that i met doing the shakespeare show told me, hey, you know, next semester we're doing this dance show. And they they had found out that I yeah, was a dancer because we should. did a little dance number in the yeah. Shakespeare show. They were like, you should come audition. So by meeting and making those connections, yeah. my next semester was able to go and they were doing Sweet Charity. Love. Uh, Bob Fosse. Yes. yes. So I went and auditioned and I made it in that show. And I remember I told my friend I, after I auditioned, I had always been very nervous. Auditions, yeah. it, auditions are just nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, I'm not a good auditioner. I, I know. Whatsoever. Like, it's just something I've always had to work on because <laughs> yeah. it's hard. Yeah. But I remember I went in an audition for Sweet Charity and I came out and I was texting my friend and I said, I just did the best audition I've ever done. Yeah. I was so confident and yeah. I felt good, like going into the room. Yeah. And I was cast in that show and had a great time. It mm -hmm. was really fun. Yeah. That's a fun show. Yes. Oh my gosh. All the music, the yeah. dancing. It was really cool. That was my first semester of my sophomore year. Then I came back second semester, got cast in another show by the same people. This mm -hmm. was with the company Carolina. That mm -hmm. was the student theater group. 
they cast me in another show. It was Iphigenia 2.0. It oh, was wow. like a, it was like a, a modern retelling of the Greek, old, the old Greek play Iphigenia at Aulis, I think is uh-huh. what the, what it's called. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me. <laughs> I was like, I've never heard of that. It's one of the it's one of the Euripides. It's a play by Euripides, oh, okay. I believe. Yeah. Okay, so it's one yeah. of those like old Greek plays. Yeah. But this was a modern retelling of it. And we were one week into rehearsals, and then COVID happened. Oh, my sophomore wow. year of college. Yep. So I was in rehearsals for a show. We came home for spring break, and when we came back from spring break, we were supposed to start the like week of tech and doing performances. And we never got to do it because COVID happened and everything shut down. And it was, it was crazy. Like that talk about insane. it being in just in the like smack dab middle of me being at college. Right. So you had like a typical, typical freshman college, year. Yeah. Experience. And, then and then halfway through sophomore year, I was like, I'm going to make more friends. I'm going to do so much more theater. I had yeah. all this stuff planned out in my head. And then COVID happened and it was like, nobody was expecting it. It just completely it changed everything. And then right. everything went online. Right. I, so you had to move back home. I moved back home. I came back home. I was taking classes online mm-hmm. from my childhood bedroom, which I mean, COVID was was so difficult in so many ways for so many different people. Um, for me, I had a family member who was uh, struggling with sickness. Mm-hmm. And so I had a lot of stuff going on at the time. But I found solace in the fact that my from the, my sophomore year going to my junior year, I was able to be accepted into the screenwriting and playwriting yes. program at Carolina. And I made hands down the closest friends that I made at school. I made through that program and we did it while we were over Zoom meetings. That's crazy. Yeah. So. Isn't it crazy though, like how technology has just changed the way that we communicate with people mm-hmm. and the way that we like form, like you could be closer with somebody who lives 50 states away from yeah. you. And never see every day except through technology. A hundred percent. Versus somebody who lives in your hometown. Yes. It's insane. It is crazy. And then the the fact of, I will say, very interesting trying to do acting classes over Zoom. That yeah. Like how did, how did that work? Did you have to like pre-tape your... Yeah. So some things were pre-taped. Okay. So if we had like monologues or things that were just us on our own, mm-hmm. we would do tapes and then we would send it in and we would all watch it as a group over zoom or something but i had a class where we would do scenes back and forth over zoom and let me tell you something some of these people internet was an issue and i was one of those people (laughs) yeah you live in broadway yeah Yeah, i can't get internet struggling especially when my brother was at home trying to do high school classes at the same time and everybody was fighting over the internet yeah oh yes so to We're watch there somebody frozen literally like, like in the middle of the most dramatic scene and the, the scene partner just gave the most intense like declaration of love or something. Yeah. And then the other person's just like frozen and then it cuts out <laughs> and we're sitting there like, oh, you know, that was that was right was, there, right yeah. there, the climax of the right. scene. And we just we just lost. We it. just lost <laughs> it. I did not know that. Yeah. So, I had no idea you had. That was to do fun. That. I actually did a play over Zoom my junior year. How? Um, Keenan Theater Company did a, they were doing like a, a workshop almost. I don't, I don't think the play had ever been performed before. Mm-hmm. And we had, uh, everybody was cast and I was like a chorus woman. Mm-hmm. So I was playing this, like I was supposed to be an old Southern lady kind of sitting on a front porch rocking mm-hmm. chair. And I remember I was so stressed out because the first time we did like a rehearsal read through my laptop internet kaput was gone and I was like are you kidding me and the director was like emailing like hey you know what happened 
I was just like, I, I can't connect to Zoom. I don't know. So I ended up using my dad's computer, which was like hardwired yeah. into our internet. And so it had a better service. But we did a whole show where we performed over Zoom. And so you got a link like if on Facebook, I think they shared the link out. We had audience members coming in and watching our Zoom. That's but crazy. what was really funny is that on your little name box on the Zoom, you have to change. We had to change it to our characters names. Uh-huh. So I was chorus woman number one. And I forgot that it was my dad's computer. So <laughs> I didn't I change the name. And my dad got on to lead a very important meeting for work. And <sighs> one of his workers, co-workers, kind of did a little personal message to him and said, you know, hey, um, uh, I think something's glitching with your computer. It says that your name is Chorus Woman Number One. I can't. And my dad told me the story. I was like, I'm so sorry i'm so sorry the, the theater it, i just i i'm sorry i apologize but it was really funny he thought it was that funny. is so hilarious. luckily nothing bad happened uh, yeah i can't even <laughs> believe that they were able to do that because like i mm-hmm. i was wondering like i wasn't in school at this point so yeah. i'm like i was thinking about all of these people that had to do mm-hmm. you know because now it's common for like college classes you can take some online yeah but like to have your entire experience be shifted mm-hmm. from in person and then the type of major that you are yes a drama major a drama major is hard through covid Mm -hmm. and then so you mentioned you got into this screenwriters program i did so tell us about that because i know that's that's a major thing into where you're going yes so i've like i kind of talked about a little bit earlier i've always loved to read yeah i was like probably definitely my first thing. Mm-hmm. Then I started to love dance and I came here to the temple and I found out that I love to perform and acting with the Shakespeare, but I've always loved to read and I've always loved to write. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so going into Carolina, I found this opportunity of the writing for the screen and stage minor. And I was like, Oh, that sounds like something right up my alley. Absolutely. Um, I had taken classes before where we did little uh, samples of writing like plays. So yeah. I think my freshman year, I had to write this piece of, um, it, it was a paper for my final exam where I wrote like my own version of whatever play we were reading. Mm-hmm. So like I'd had experience doing writing like that and I applied for the program and I got in and I was so excited. It was something that I was just, I had put all my effort into right. and I was so happy that I made it. Right. But there's such a, there's such a connection between, between writing because I was able to learn through that those writing courses so much more about character yeah. and about plot and, and understanding how a story works. And that feeds into being able to act. Right. Like you understand the motivations of characters. Right. And that helps you portray those those characters and on stage. Right. And so I was able to be accepted into that program and I wrote a short play as part of the curriculum. And then my senior year, I was able to perform it. Um, I got chosen from my, from my classmates as part of the long story shorts festival. Mm -hmm. And I also told the instructor that was in charge of that, that I wrote this play. It was very close to my heart. It was kind of semi autobiographical. Mm -hmm. Um, And I said, I really want to, I want to play the main character when Mm -hmm. we perform this. And so I was able to do that. So I, performed in my own play that I wrote my senior year at Carolina, which was it was so so incredible to think about because it was words that I had written and the last night we were performing it, 
I got so emotional about it just because I was so connected to it. Yeah, absolutely. And it was just a powerful experience to be able to perform what I had mm-hmm. created in my mind, mm-hmm. being able to watch it go from just a thought process that I had mm-hmm. had to something that I put on paper to then something that was put on a stage. Yeah, that's how I feel about songwriting. Like mm-hmm. I have a really hard time performing my songs in front of people because I'm like, that's my baby. Yeah. And if you call my baby ugly, I'm going to have to fight you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you care so about it. You so care much. about it. And, yeah. But you are very connected. That's like a lot of times if I'm going to play something, I'm like, I have to play this at home and mm-hmm. cry a couple of times. Yeah. And then I'll be, even if it's not like a sad song, but it's not, it's, I think that's what makes people like us great performers mm-hmm. is because you have those real places yeah, and you're able to take those real places and relate with somebody else. You mm-hmm. know, you're able, it was kind of like Lady Day. Like I didn't know Billie Holiday's backstory. Yeah. I had no idea, but I sat there and I sobbed when she shared some of the stories and it wasn't things that had happened to the actress, mm-hmm. it, but she was so convincing yeah. that I was sitting in a bar room listening to her share her sob story mm-hmm. that I'm sitting there sobbing. Yeah. And I think that is what makes our job so unique and so special because like you, and especially you, like you're going on to do screenwriting mm-hmm. and things like that. Like you have an incredible opportunity to be able to give those characters backstories and yeah. those characters that we love, you know, you can add another layer to them and they're like, Oh, I had no idea this person struggled with whatever, mm-hmm. but you can tell by the way that, they respond in conversation or yeah. whatever, you know? So I, I absolutely love that. That's I do. exciting. I love to write. I love to tell a story. That's yeah. like when people ask me, you know, what do you want to do? Like, what do you enjoy? I love telling stories, right? Having something where somebody can look at that piece of media, whether it's something I've written or something that I'm performing in and, being able to find bits and pieces that they can connect to mm-hmm. and say, oh, like that's something that I went through. I can feel, I can feel like absolutely. I am seeing what I've gone through. Right. I, I love that process of being able to do something and then share it with other people. There's mm-hmm. something so rewarding about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you're about to move. I am. Oh my gosh. Let me tell my whole plans. Yes. So I am moving to Wilmington. That's exciting. I am trying to get involved in film and TV. I have signed with an agent. Yeah. Now represented by Talent One Agency. Come on. I'm so excited. That's amazing. I can't wait. I have always wanted to delve more into the film and TV aspect yeah. of performing. Because wait, are you yes. signed as like an actor uh-huh. and a screenwriter? Not technically as a screenwriter. Okay. Yeah. But I'm signed as like as talent to, gotcha. their, to their bit. Okay. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. Um, but yeah, uh, so writing is something that I want to continue. Mm-hmm. I want to get involved with TV and film mm-hmm. because there's there's something that's more grand about the scale, I think, than the stories that you can tell on stage. Yeah. And I mean, I've grown up on the stage. I will always, always feel at home on the stage. Yeah. But I felt like I took an acting for the camera course at Carolina and there was just something about, you know, the intimacy and in, yeah. in the acting that you perform on camera. And I really connected with that yeah. in the class. And the class was taught by Ray Dooley, who is an incredible mm-hmm. performer. And I just that's something that I want to pursue going yeah. forward. Yeah. But I feel like I'll always come back to theater just yeah. because that's my home. That's that's where I learned how to, you know, yeah. where how do you cheat out? How what's upstage? Mm-hmm. What's downstage? Like. The, the classic things that I learned here are what has set me off on this journey in my life. Like if mm-hmm. I hadn't started doing stuff here, I would have never known acting is what I what I love, what I'm passionate mm-hmm. about. So I am forever grateful to the Temple Theater for educating me 
and being such a safe place for me to come back to every single year Mm -hmm. and just do what I love. Like we did, um, (laughs) we used to do touchy feely. Oh yeah. Or not touchy feely. We used to do, we used to do warm and fuzzies, uh, before the performances. And we did it one year and Michael Carroll, who was somebody that I have looked up to, he was older than me going through mm-hmm. this program. He said one summer during his warm and fuzzy that it's not coming to camp. It's coming home. It is. Yeah. And that's what I feel so much about this place is that it's home. It is. And it has always been home to me and it always will be home to me. Yeah. So talking about, you know, like moving away from home and I, I'm going out to do these things and I'm, I'm really looking forward to what I can do in the future. But I always know that this is my home. And yeah. if I ever, if I ever need to come home and I want somewhere to be, mm-hmm. then this place is that for me. Absolutely. I think that's what's so cool. Like I'm trying to do like a, where are they now? Yeah. Type thing. And it's crazy the amount of people that started as you and I started mm-hmm. and they don't come here anymore. Yeah. Or they've moved so far away and they're mm-hmm. not connected or like they have kids and they're not signing their kids up for rising oh, stars. I know. You know what I mean? It's so crazy to me. And I'm like, this was so instrumental in yeah. like my personality. I feel yes, like at this point, yes. it's like a personality <laughs> trait, you know, but I just, I can't imagine even if I didn't work here or even if, you know, like it took me, I think the show I did before I'll shook up was Hairspray, which was 2018 or 2015, no, 2015. So, yeah. I was going to say I was in high school. 2015. Yeah. And then it took until 2022 mm-hmm. for me to be able to get back, you know, due to life circumstances or whatever. Yeah. But I was like you. I always knew this was home. If I ever stopped by, I knew Peggy was Mama Peggy. I still had her as Pegalicious in my phone there from like <laughs> uh, a kid. Yeah, you know. And so, like, I think that's one of the coolest things is that you have such confidence, knowing that, like, yeah, I'm about to go be a movie star, <laughs> but I know that I can come here and do incredible things. Also, yeah. you know, one of the things I've talked to a lot of people about this too is like, there's there's certain language associated when you live in a small town. Mm -hmm. So whatever you do is always a small scale. It's like, we're a small theater, we're a small blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, actually, (laughs) this is a very professional environment. I was like, you know, the crazy thing is I look at, I'm a numbers person. Uh And so like, I'm, I'm constantly, you know, we pull numbers for reports and for grant writing and all this kind of stuff. Like we employed the most actors Mm -hmm. of any theater like any regional theater in our area. Wow. We employed the most. We also paid the most uh-huh. to have people come. You know, we have housing. We have, you know, um, we do equity contracts because yeah. we're an equity house. So, you know, you don't have to be equity to be here, um, but we we do equity contracts. We don't do that everywhere. So, like, I was just looking at this and I was like, people be saying we have a small theater, but we are not a small theater. No, and like, the, the funny thing we're in a small town. Was, yes, a small but town, but it. we're an incredibly professional theater. When I was at Carolina my freshman year, I, I say I, I didn't have a car. So my loving parents, thank you, Richard <laughs> and Angela Pope, would come and pick me up because I did Grease mm-hmm. during my second semester freshman year. And I was getting paid to yeah. do it as a as a, I was 19, I think, when I did it. But I would say to my friends at Carolina that I had made doing that Shakespeare show yeah. that I talked about. They were like, oh, like, why don't you come do another show? And I was like, I can't audition for anything because I'm going to do a paid job. And I'm like, look. 
yeah. paid. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Paid professional. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, the things that you learn here at this theater are incredible because of the people that are working in this yeah, theater. Absolutely. Peggy, Gavin, Princess, Allison Lawrence that teaches the, the music during the summers. These people are incredibly, incredibly educated and experienced right. in what they are teaching here at the, the summer camps, like the right. conservatories that we do. I've learned so much and they're continuing to share their knowledge with the kids that are coming through right. now. And I think people don't understand because like, yes, it is Sanford, but the people that are here working in this theater, they have the highest levels of knowledge that they are sharing with these yeah. kids. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about people who have lived in New York, have lived overseas, mm -hmm. have performed overseas, have done contracts, national tours. Yeah. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And it's crazy to me the amount of flack that <laughs> we get for stuff like that. Because I'm always like, I'm sorry. Have you met Peggy Tapworth? I know. The Peggy Have Tapworth. you met the Peggy Tapworth? <laughs> she hung out with Molly Ringwald, okay? So, yeah. like, it's always interesting. So, you're going from small town, USA, Broadway. Mm -hmm. That's always, always Broadway. Broadway. I'm going from small town, Broadway, USA Carolina. to Wilmington, yes. which is a beach town. It is. I've never lived at the beach before, That's so I'm excited. I'm, I'm a beach girl. I'm hoping that it doesn't lose its novelty because yeah. I've always loved the beach, but then I've always only ever gone, like, once a year. Yeah. So, I'm going to try and keep it still special. Yeah, so. you're better than me because I would be <laughs> going to class or going to whatever and then going to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> like every day I would be so tan. I would be like leather. Mm -hmm. It would be great. <laughs> but you've signed with an agent. Yes. What does that look like? Ooh, okay. That was a very interesting process. Yeah. So I basically did a lot of research on my own. Mm -hmm. So my fresh, my not freshman, my senior year at Carolina, I took a class that was an auditions class. And it was Love with that. Kathy Williams, who was an incredible professor at Carolina. But we got this textbook in that class and it's called like how to manage your stage business or something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's basically a book that tells you as an actor, you are your own marketing manager. Yeah. You are your own person that takes care of all your business. Like you need to know how to run yourself like a business. Exactly. And so there was all these chapters about, you know, making connections. What do you need to do? What should you be in classes? Should you be getting an agent? At what point in your career should you be getting an agent? Mm -hmm. Like it listed out all these things. And I read that book front to back. I yeah. was so like just enamored with it because it was teaching me so much. Because yeah. I feel like so much of a lot of stuff in drama and, and performance is about the performance. And like, how do you read a script? And how do you analyze to create a character? But there's not so much the business aspect of things mm -hmm. about like what you need to be doing, how to format a resume, how to uh, communicate with directors and like all these business sides of the business. And I was learning that in that auditions class at Carolina. Yeah. Um, so for the agents, I did a lot of research about, you know, what are the agents in my area? I had some incredible people who were able to help me. I reached out to them and said, you know, like, hey, can you give me a list of the agents that you know of in the area? Can you tell me about you some of your experiences working with different people? And I found a Talent One agency that was something that looked like it was really what I wanted to be a part of. Mm -hmm. uh, I found their information through their website, reached out to them, figured out what I needed to do to create an audition. And I sent in an audition tape. That was another thing. I had to, I not had to, I bought like a self tape kind of setup. So I bought lights. I bought a little microphone like we're in yeah. right now, um, tripods and all this stuff, a backdrop. 
to make it look as professional as I could. Absolutely. Because again, auditioning, very stressful for me. Yeah. Um, but I was trying to do all these things because I've heard a lot that, you know, preparedness is what's going to yes. mitigate that anxiety that Absolutely. you feel. So I bought all these things to make sure I felt like I looked professional and I picked out a monologue, which that was a whole other thing. <laughs> Picking out monologues is it's hard. very hard. It's very so hard. I finally found something that was actually from a play that I had done at Carolina or that we did in class at Carolina. It was something that my professor would pick a lot from. And so I found a monologue from that. I filmed myself doing it. I sent it into the agents and they liked what they saw and I signed a contract with them. That's crazy. Yes. So that was the experience. I've had to have a couple of phone conversations, making uh, actors access profile. And it's just a matter of being a good communicator, you know, right. knowing what you want, finding the people that are going to help you get to where you want to be in your next step in the career and getting along with those people, being able to talk to them. Yeah. So that's what I'm learning right now is how to get everything together and yeah. be a good communicator. That's awesome. Yeah. So then do they like set up auditions for you or do they like find roles for you? Like, yeah, how does so that look? they as a talent agent will get sent if there's any kind of open calls happening or if there's roles that need to be cast, they will get that sent to them. And then they will look their, their, through their roster of the people that they represent and see, oh, like, do these persons fit for the age breakdown or the gender or whatever it may be? Then they choose the people that they will send to audition for that piece. So it's That's about so like cool. they they will have the auditions and then they will send it over to us as their talent. And then we will audition for it and see if we can get it. That's so cool. Do you yeah. have any setup so far? Not yet. I Not just yet. I just within the last two weeks got all my stuff That's set up, my so contract crazy. signed and everything. So, yeah, it's I will say being in the arts and being an actor, sometimes it's hard when people around you will be like, you know, What's what are you doing now or what's coming mm -hmm. up next? And so there's a part of me, I'm very excited because now when people ask, I'm able to say, oh, I'm moving to Wilmington. I have an agent. But before that, it was so stressful because oh, yeah. people would say, you know, like, what are you doing now? The kids, here's my little temple tidbit. My <laughs> summer after I graduated, all these little kids when I was choreographing would come up to me and say, what are you going to do now? And it became a joke. I was like, you better not ask me what I'm doing. I am teaching at the Temple Theater. That is what, I'm, what doing. I'm doing. Don't ask me anything about the year to come. Right. <laughs> um, so there's, there's definitely a part in this industry about, you know, having to find for yourself what your successes are yeah. and not let other people who aren't in this type of work define Absolutely. what you feel about what you're doing. Yeah. Because this whole year, that this past year, 2022, that I was graduated, I did a lot of choreography work. I did writing and I performed here at the Temple Theater. Yeah. And that was a good year for me. Mm -hmm. And that in my book was success. I was a working actor because I was getting paid. I was a working choreographer getting paid and I was a working writer and I got paid for that. Yeah. So that was a good year for me. I learned, I built my resume and now I'm going into this next year with a new set of things that I'm about to embark right. on. And you're 23. I am 23. You have so much <laughs> life. You have so much like, yes. you know, like you've accomplished so much in a short amount of time, mm -hmm. I feel like, which is so encouraging for people. Like if you're listening, you can be a Sydney Pope. <laughs> like we should put that on a pin. Like, oh my gosh. Parks and Rec, <laughs> vote for Pope. There you go. Um, but like you can. And I think that that's part of our success here as an organization is being able to have success stories like you oh, to be you. able to say like, you know, I started here as yeah. a kid and then I've now developed this new love for something that mm -hmm. I wouldn't have even known existed. Yeah. 
had I not come, my mom been like, hey, I heard about this camp. You want to go be in this camp? I know. All <laughs> I can think about is if I would have told her, I don't want to run around like an animal on stage. Exactly. She'd have been like, okay, well, we don't have to do it. Where would I have been? Exactly. Like, what would what would my interest have been? And, and where would my life have taken me? But the other thing about it is the kids that come here during the summer, they learn so much. Mm-hmm. Not all of them go into a career in the arts. Yeah. And that, like, you still learn so much in you the do. theater. We were talking earlier about, you know, being a communicator, working with other people, figuring out how you need to present yourself to Absolutely. an audience. Like there's so many skills that the Temple Theater teaches during these summer camps that it doesn't matter if you're going into the arts or if you're just going into regular life. Right. There are so many lessons that you learn that yeah. just make you a, a better person, really. <laughs> yeah, they really do. And if you ever need to like bust out a tap number real quick, to let exactly. people know, we can tell you how to you do can, a few shuffles. We can tell you, you how to shuffle over. step and, and do the, what are those things called? Oh, wings. Wings. You yeah, I wings. can see your little feet. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, just, she's, doing doing the she's doing wings. Um, but yeah. Okay. So we'll close with this. Top five either shows or characters Ooh. that you have played here at the theater. Okay. Number one automatically is Hamlet. Yes. Okay. That is the my favorite show I've ever done. Yeah. Whenever the kids ask me, oh, what, what's your favorite show you've done? It's Hamlet. Hamlet. Yeah. I was sword fighting for the first time. That was incredible. I was learning how to memorization. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. For all that stuff for Shakespeare. Especially in a language you're not super familiar yes. with. It's a Figuring whole out what piece. I'm saying so right. that I can then memorize it. Being able to then act on top of all the memorization. Yeah. Like that show made me grow in ways I can never even explain. I feel like that was the biggest turning point for me as a performer. That was the summer before my senior year of of high school. Mm -hmm. And that was a clicking point where it was like, oh my gosh, I can do something that's really, really difficult and I can do it and I can love it. Yeah. Um, so that's my number one. Uh, let me think about the musicals. I had an incredible time doing Anything Goes. Mm, that yeah. was one of my first mainstay shows besides Christmas Carol. It was the first time I met Gavin. Oh, um, so I did that in high school and I was in like the teen tap ensemble mm-hmm. and being able to bring tap, which is my, that's my main style of dance. I learned how to dance from Renee Vick, mm-hmm. the most incredible teacher I could have ever had. And that was the first show that I really brought tap dancing onto the stage. Yeah. Um, and so being able to put both of those things, performing at Temple and my tap dance yeah. together, like I had a great time doing that. And I got to work with Gavin for the yeah. first time. I love doing Christmas Carol, specifically so Ghost of Christmas Future. I love doing that role. Yeah. You were the first incredible. one that I ever saw and I was like, I'll, ne- I'll oh never love anyway. Yeah. Like I will never love another christmas thank you future ever again that was just still true (laughs) my fun fact of my little temple tea is me and patrick colt have been married like four or five times i think on the temple stage yeah Yeah, because you were also ginger (laughs) i was ginger yes i played fred's wife which um was really fun working with patrick um so what did i say i said hamlet anything goes christmas carol yeah Ooh, summer shows aladdin has a really special place in my heart because it was the my senior show yeah you know, they come out and they give you the flowers oh, and they yeah, talk and about everything. I cried. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It was also really cool though, to be able to see all the little kids who were kind of watching me get my senior mm. recognition. And I want to say to them, like, this could be you. Right, and some right. of them are still going. And Isn't that crazy? Oh my gosh. I think some of the kids that we did uh, either this year or, or in the next few years, when we do senior recognitions for them, it's going to be like, I watched you do your first show here at the temple. And now I'm watching you graduate high school. 
so yeah. wild. So Aladdin and then uh, Unnecessary Farce, which I just did this past year. So good. I love doing that show. So that was so fun. Can you do? Can you do? Oh, what is it? You're going to call me out my big monologue. <laughs> yes. My big monologue. So if you've never seen Unnecessary Farce, there is a point where Sydney was tied up as a hostage and the hostage taker uh-huh. has a very thick Scottish accent. And so he gives this whole thing about, I want you to do this to somebody. And the agent, like agent Frank is like, huh? And yeah. so, so I have to translate it. So Sydney translates it. They take down her little, you know, her little, <laughs> ma- little, her little I was all tied. Yeah. Up. This is a lot of build up for me to say. I probably, I don't even know if I remember. I think you could do it. <laughs> I think you could do uh, that. Okay, hold on. I was sitting on the bed like this. You my are. hands are tied. My feet were tied. I said, all right, all right. Um, what he said was, oh, but this little troublemaker is making my brain hurt. Oh, no. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> no, wait. Uh, he said, I said, all right, all right. Um, what he said was, oh, but this little troublemaker is making my brain hurt. I don't know it. Oh, okay. I did put you on the spot. You put me on the spot. <laughs> but I can do a really good reading of it, though, but I'm 100% going to say that I don't remember it, which is really <laughs> That upsetting. was my favorite part. I think you got a you got a, a solid applause every single night Thank you. for the entire run of the show. And it was it was by far one of my favorite moments of the entire show because of course Steve Moore who's like one of my favorite people and then of course Gus Allen is like playing Agent Frank who's like yes it was just a hilarious show and then of course Sydney's like what he said was and then repeats it I can't believe I don't remember and everybody's like she doesn't even take a breath like literally repeats the entire thing that was a good usage of the diaphragm oh yeah another little skill I learned (laughs) got to get that whole monologue out i can't believe i don't remember that's so upsetting i could do i could do puck from a midsummer night's dream that's a monologue that i have memorized and ready to go forever there you go okay let me do that one it goes if we shadows have offended think that this and all is mended that you have but slumbered here while these visions did appear and this weak and idle theme no more yielding but a dream gentles do not reprehend if you pardon we will mend and as I am an honest puck, if we have unearned luck, now to scape the serpent's tongue, we will make amends ere long. Else the puck a liar call. So good night unto you all. Give me your hands if we be friends, and Robin shall restore amends. And then that's when everybody claps at the end of the show. <laughs> uh, that one I've done puck twice. I did it at high school, and then I did it here for my senior mm-hmm. show. And so there's just something to the rhyme of yeah, it. Yeah, it's so And good. that one's just stuck in my head. So if I ever anyone's like, oh, do a monologue, that's the one, that has, I'm that's the one that's just always in my head. So. Yeah, uh, we did that when I was in high school too. Mm-hmm. And Tom did it with like 80s music oh, yeah. for all of the things. So we were all decked out in like our uh-huh. 80s clothes. And then of course you've got like the running and I run. Yes. So like running <laughs> from scenes and all like jamming to this mm-hmm. like 80s music, which was fun. When so. we did it, we did it with beach music. I so we had that. the beach boys. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. See, I love, I love that. that. And then of course the Scottish play, we uh-huh. just did this post-apocalyptic oh, steampunk. steampunk the costumes were awesome. The, a pair of massive goggles showed up today. Oh, did they and really? <laughs> <laughs> he just walked out of the office and we just turned around That's like Amazon for I, you. The deliveries yeah, way after. Okay. Well, anything lingering that you want to let people know? I am so happy I was able to do a podcast. 
Yeah. I was looking forward to this. I listened to all the episodes. Book recommendations. Book recommendations. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. My favorite author is Emily Henry. And she just announced the other day, I'm on her like book list where I get her email notifications. Mm -hmm. She's about to have a new book come out. But my favorite book that she's ever written is called People We Meet on Vacation. And I actually recommended it. I recommended it to Peggy Tapporn. So you're welcome. It's going down the stairs. Um, So I read that uh, when I was on a family trip to Disney World, Mm -hmm. my senior year before or my summer before my senior year of college. And I stayed up until one o'clock in the morning to finish it, to finish that book. Yeah sitting in the bathroom of our hotel room because I was sharing a room uh-huh. with my mom and my cousin and they were yelling at me for the light being on. So I went and I dragged a little chair from the desk into the bathroom, shut the door and finished that book. And I laughed and I cried. And there's something so just nostalgic about the fact yeah. that I was on a vacation reading that book. Mm-hmm. Also, there was, there was like we were talking about earlier, storytelling, being able to yeah. connect to something in a character the main character of that book was struggling with not knowing where she wanted her life to go yeah. and figuring out what really made her happy. And going into my senior year of college, I had just done my whole junior year at home right. over Zoom, going into senior year as a dramatic arts major. And I was just like, you know, wanting to figure out what I was going to do post-graduation and yeah. trying to figure out, you know, what's going to make me happy. What do I, what do I want? And what do I want? Not not what did the other people outside, what do their opinions matter? But what do I want to do that's going to make me happy? And I graduated. I came back to Temple. I did choreography. I did choreography up in Chapel Hill. I started writing more, writing scripts, and I acted. And that's what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And I found that out. So yeah, that was my book recommendation, just to tie it all back to theater. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Peggy came and was... I think she came back from a beach vacation or uh-huh. something. And she was like, does anybody want to read this next? Yes. Uh, Sydney recommended it. And I was like, sure, because I'm a huge book person. Too, so I love to read. But my problem with books is I get really way too excited about the next thing or something uh, that I've been like waiting to read. So like I have probably 15 books that I'm reading at the same time mm-hmm, right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just rotate days. So yeah. like, eventually I'll finish 15 books at one time. <laughs> well, here's the but, deal. Buying books and reading books are two different hobbies. Oh, yeah. And I'm in love with both. Of them. I'm in love with both. <laughs> I have so many books yeah. on my list right now that are literally sitting in my room at home. Yeah. That's another thing. I'm gonna have to move all my books down to Wilmington. It's a pain in the butt. Ooh, yeah. You got to get those really strong U-Haul boxes boxes or you got to get totes like that because I have the same issue like moving all of my Mm -hmm. books and that has like by far I have a massive like living room set like my heaviest things to move are my books books. (laughs) some of the most important things yeah I'm like like, don't touch that don't hold the pages yeah so when do you move to Wilmington uh this is our last week of camp here at Temple Theater the Finding Nemo performs on Friday and Saturday yes I'm at home on Sunday and then I'm going to my apartment on Monday that's crazy it is it's going fast, 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 fast. Well, I already have my apartment. I actually moved into it um, one day last week. So it's sitting and it's waiting for me. It's sitting and waiting for you. Yes. That's so crazy. And this is your first experience outside of like your first year at college. Yes. Being away from home. Being away and from home. And it's the farthest I've ever been away from home. Right. So I'm like, oh, but I'm trying to, again, changing my vocabulary. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm not scared. I'm, I'm excited about the things to come. I will definitely say I'm going to miss all the stuff that are happening at Temple without me. Yeah. Annie's going to be fantastic. I'm going to have to come back and see yes. that. Baskervilles. Ooh, oh, that's going to be. 
it's gonna be a really so good. good show yeah i'm excited about that one it's gonna be fun yeah i was hoping you were gonna be watson but I'll, oh <laughs> i'll fuck it up it'll be it's fine okay. it's okay yeah. but i'm really excited to come back and see all the stuff because that's again this is always going to be my home. Exactly. I'm going to go out and do what I'm going to, whatever I'm going to do down in Wilmington. But then I always know that I'm going to be coming back to this place one day. I mean, and you have to come back for the centennial season. Oh my gosh. Cause we're going to have her so excited about the centennial <laughs> season. We're right going to have a resident cast. Like yes. you're just going to have to bring in all these old yes. teens. Oh, it'll be so good. I'm really excited about that. We've been talking. I had a meeting on Monday and mm-hmm. we were talking about like ideas to like get the hype Ooh, up. Yes. And people were like, your theater has been there for like a hundred years. So yes. I was like, that's what Centennial means, yes. bro. And they're yeah. like, no way. I had no idea. And I'm like, yeah, we are pulling out all the stops. Uh-huh. We're going to have like a residential cast. Oh yeah. We're doing the biggest, best numbers that money mm-hmm. will pay for. Like, I'm super. Yeah, y'all better get that. ready. Start, not that I'm not excited about this. Start preparing season. a year in advance. Yeah, exactly. For the centennial season. Go ahead and save all your save money. Save all your money to get subscriptions. There like, you go. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> be prepared for it. But this was so fun. Thank you so I'm much. I'm glad we finally did this. I was so nervous we weren't gonna get to do it before you moved. Oh, I know. I, I was know, like, I we know. gotta do it before you move yes. because once you get to the beach, I mean, I would absolutely. You want to come down to the beach? Absolutely, drive to the we beach. Can do po- <laughs> we can do a podcast episode on location. Right? Peggy was like, "Hearing the know, ocean in the background." Right? Peggy was like, "You know, you can just like phone interview." And I was like, "No, I really, I think the experience. You need to go to Wilmington. <laughs> I, yeah, we need to make it out there. <laughs> exactly. So, sorry, we deprived you. of this. I know. <laughs> I mean, we'll just have to do a follow up podcast when you land your first big role. Woo. We'll have to do like a follow up and just be like, "Where is she now? <laughs> How is Wilmington?" Everybody, y'all like, keep your fingers crossed for me send out good vibes exactly yes. what's your so there have been multiple big shows that have been filming in Washington. Yes. i've actually done some background extra work this was kind of like getting on set and yeah some experience i did um george and tammy which mm-hmm. was a paramount show that came on about george jones and tammy wynette yep. and i did a day of background extra filming on that and it That's was so cool. cool to see the actors being there and all the camera um it was just really cool. And then I did uh, a day of fi- two days of filming on the summer I turned pretty, which Nuh-uh. is airing right now. That's so I got to cool. see if I can see myself because I definitely <laughs> walked in front of the camera on like two different occasions. That's so, so cool. We'll see. I'm, I'm watching all the episodes as they come out. That's but, um, awesome. It was really fun just to be on set and, yeah. you know, get the experience of this is how film and TV works differently from the right. theater. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I've always been curious about is like, I know what it's like to be on stage, mm-hmm. but I'm terrified because it is that intimacy thing that you yeah. talked about earlier. Yeah. Like it's, it's a very intimate setting. And then, you know, there's not like unlimited weeks of rehearsal, mm-hmm. like leading up to it. You have a film budget, you have a time, yeah. you have to know what you're doing when you show up to set because you're filming that scene mm-hmm. for that day, you know, so you're going to do great. Thank you. I have no doubts. Oh my gosh. Great. I'm so excited. Well, thank you for coming on the Temple Tea. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I hope some tea was spilled. Some tea yes. was sipped. <laughs> yes. Tea was sipped. I know. I I started a new thing last week. Mm-hmm. I had all of the interns. Um, I had them like little teas. Yeah. And I was like, so I'm going to start doing this to make it like fancy schmancy. Mm-hmm. I totally gypped It's you. okay. Let Sorry. me tell you something. <laughs> uh, the only tea I drank was the tea that my mom made for Sunday suppers. There you go. She made her homemade sweet tea. Yeah. I don't even drink tea from like Bojangles. Like the only what? tea I drank was the tea that my mom made. So. Okay. So we, we didn't get that too, on too much. I probably would have yeah. sipped it to yeah, be nice, like, but I don't know if I didn't enjoy it that much. A little bit of Southern hospitality. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I'd be like, ooh. 
This is so good. Oops, I accidentally spilled it over. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the Temple Tea. Y'all, if you like this, if you want to hear more from the Temple Theater, make sure that you follow us on social media. It's at Temple Theater NC. Make sure you add that NC so that you can make sure you're following us. But um, follow us on all social media and share this with everybody so that we can make sure this gets to all the right people who love to sip some tea. We'll talk to you all next time. See you later. Bye, guys.